This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Welcome in San Diego. It is the Monday edition of Gwyn and Chris. Chris Ello and Matt Scraby alongside at the Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwyn Jr. in St. Louis, Missouri, where apparently this uh, Padres season has gone to uh, to die. Uh, we welcome you into our Monday get-together. Uh, this weekend had to be it for the Padres, I hate to say. Might as well just get it out there right at the beginning. A three-game sweep at the hands of the Brewers. Drops the Friars nine games below five hundred, knocks them so far out of the wild card picture that it isn't even really worth uh, talking about anymore. That's not me speaking. That's Bob Melvin speaking. And uh, if you want to just add insult to injury, news coming down this afternoon that you Darvish has been placed on the injured list. Of course, Jay Cronenworth is out for the rest of the season. Joe Musgrove is probably going to be shut down. Anyway, on and on it goes. And this uh, this uh, frustrating, just perplexing, uh, and somewhat uh, hard to believe a season uh, kind of uh, dwindles down. Tony, you're with yes, this sir. ball club in St. Louis. Uh, I can't imagine there's a lot of happiness left at this point. No, I, I think Manny summed it up uh, after he popped up. In that, <laughs> yeah, I agree. That yeah, that was that was. Uh, I think that's about how everybody is is feeling at this point. And you know, you, you lose Cronenworth on a on a hit by pitch, and then today, you Darvish goes on the IL, and you know that that's usually uh, that's usually the those are usually the first signs, right? As you, you're trying to make a push, a couple of those injuries, guy goes on the IL who, you know, quite frankly, had been struggling a little bit. You know, he wasn't his normal self, even if he wasn't struggling uh, in you, Darvish. Um, yeah, that's the, that's, that's the beginning. That seems like the beginning of the end in terms of, you know, as you said, the playoff hopes have, you know, not even worth, as Bo Mel said, not even worth really discussing at this point. And uh, that's where we are now. You know that sweep. Um, you know it was it was it was it was a thing. It, <laughs> it was, was painful. It, it was it was tough to watch, but it was uh it was it was reality kind of slapping you in the face right there. It felt like. Yeah, it's hard to believe that with 31 games to go, the Padres are playing out the string and are tied with the Washington Nationals. They have the same record in the National League. I mean that's just unbelievable and. Uh, you know, I mean, I know that everybody wants to start pointing fingers and find blame and roll heads. 
Uh, I, I can't do that, Tony. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, sure, there's blame to go around. I mean, you have to put it on something. And the fact of the matter is that the, uh, you know, the Padres, AJ Preller, start right there. He didn't put together a good enough supporting cast for the, for the star players. And then, uh, you know, go to Bob Melvin. He didn't have his best year managing. And then go to uh, the starting pitching with Hugh Darvish, who did not have the best year that he's had. And Joe Musgrove, who went in and out uh, of the rotation with injuries and all kinds of issues and Waka got hurt and and then go to the you know the big four stars uh you know Machado and Bogarts and Soto and and Tatis who all four hit well below their career averages on OPS and by the way have combined to bat only 205 since the beginning of August and that's when the Padres were at one point believe it or not just one game under 500 and uh, we're believing that maybe they could uh, get into the postseason, but they've gone six and fourteen since then, and they capped it off yesterday with the all-time bugaboo of the season, Tony. The runners in scoring position, a perfect zero for twelve yesterday, and uh, that seems apropos to uh, you know write on the tombstone of this season. Unfortunately, I think at the beginning of the month, you and I talked about what it was going to take, and I think one of the things I said was. The big four are going to have to, you know, put it on, put it on their back. This is the time when those guys shine the most, uh, and that just didn't happen. It didn't happen this season. As you mentioned, all four of those guys are below where they normally are. Even if they aren't, you know, terribly off of their normal pace, they are off their normal pace. Um, and, and so couple that with pretty much everybody else is off their normal pace, even if it isn't at that level that we're talking about with the big four, right? Um, with the exception of Hassan Kim. He's the only one that has substantially had a, I mean, no question, a breakout season. Yeah. No, Nobody else, really. I mean, you, you, Michael Walker, t- unbelievable season. Seth Lugo, unbelievable season. Um, you kind of went through it. Joe has had um, issues this year, not with his productivity when he was healthy, but just being healthy. Uh, Hugh Darvish hasn't been right, it seems like, all season. He goes on the I.L. We don't know if that's those things are connected. Um, Blake Snell has been fabulous all year long. Um, but you, you notice on most of those that we talked about, it's on the off, off, offensive side, which is yeah. where the struggles mainly came from this season. Yeah, that seventh inning yesterday was so emblematic of what we've seen all year long. I mean, the Padres are gifted a couple of runs, a bunch of walks, wild pitches. They're back in the game. They've got the tying run at the plate. They've got the meat of the order coming up and pop-up, pop-up, ground out from Soto Machado and and Bogarts. And and we saw the reaction from Manny. And, and as you said, Tony, I think that might have been the moment when 2023 kind of became a, a thing of the past. I, you know, the question has to be thrown out there by this show, and it's going to be thrown out by every other show. But, I mean, what should the Padres do? Uh, is A.J. Preller really in any danger? Should he be? Uh, Bob Melvin, is he in any danger? Should he be? Should the Padres try their best to shuffle this deck a little bit, or should they – should they try to try to keep things the way they are and just hope to have a much better season last year? These are the things that are going to be discussed internally, uh, but we can discuss them, I guess, a little bit outwardly. I, I honestly don't think, you know, I can blame everybody for what's happened. I, I know everybody wants to blame Preller, I, I, but 
But here's here's my argument back to you when you're going to complain about Preller that he didn't do the right things this year. You all thought he did the right things when the season began. Nobody came into the season and said, Preller did not do a good job of putting this team together. Nobody said that. No one anywhere said, I guarantee you this team is going to fall flat on its face because A.J. Preller did a lousy job putting it together. So that's my argument to you if you are one that wants to move him. If you want to move Bob Melvin, my argument has to be that he knew what he was doing last year. He knew what he was doing in Oakland. Nothing worked this year. I I don't see any reason to move on from that. But I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that, Tony. Yeah, uh, that'll be the knee-jerk reaction. Um, I I, I don't know that there's there's a good answer to any of it, right? I I don't certainly don't I don't think uh, Bo Mel. I think he should return next year. I think you should run it back. Is what you should do. Um, Maybe add some depth pieces, but the reality is. You're not going to be able to run it completely back. At least, let's just assume that if Josh Hader is a free agent and Blake Snell is a free agent, let's just assume for this conversation here yeah. that they're they're not coming back. So you you got something to play with there in terms of adding depth. Um, how do you feel about Michael Walker? We went over his contract situation, which is quite unique. Um, what is what does that look like? Um, Lugo's, I think, back for another season. Um, I think it's a, a mutual option, or one of them joints that that one of them uh, options that he has. Uh, and so, yeah, so you have to address the start and rotation. I honestly don't think you should do anything on the offensive side. Maybe go out, find yourself a a, a DH. Um, I think you got to revisit maybe bringing Gary Sanchez back. You know, even with Capasano, run that as a, the two headed monster. Uh, from from there, I just don't see any big moves that need to be made, and so we'll see what happens in, in terms of AJ. That he is, I think you initially asked is 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 he under fire? I, there's that, there has been no indication of that. So no. assume that that's not changing as well. Uh, Seth Lugo has a player option for seven and a half million dollars. He was paid seven point five this year. He has a player option for seven point five next year. Does that mean that he could not take that player yeah, option not and take try it, to become, become a free, a free agent? agent? And yeah, yeah, he could become a free agent, or, and he or he could renegotiate with the team to get a higher okay. pay. Well, yeah. they're going to have a lot of work to do on stuff like that. But I think most of it's going to have to do with the periphery. Honestly, yeah. I mean the, the the core of this team is going to be back next year. Uh, you know, Machado, Tatis, Bogarts, Cronenworth when he gets healthy, Darvish, Musgrove. None of these guys are going anywhere. They all have long-term contracts. They all are getting paid a huge amount of money. Um, here's the thing. There's going to be a lot of teams that are in the Padres situation going into this offseason. The Padres were not alone in being a disappointment this year. The team that they're playing tonight is on that list, the St. Louis Cardinals. Pretty sure everybody picked the Cardinals to win the NL Central going away this year with Arenado and Goldschmidt and everything else they had. Uh, they're in last place. Uh, the New York Mets, another team that everybody picked to win their division, they're in last place. The New York Yankees, another team that a lot of people picked to win their division, uh, they're in last place. Uh, my point is, is if the Padres wanted to go out and try to change a bunch of stuff and acquire a whole bunch of different talent, 
they're going to have competition for that. There's going to be other teams that I think are going to be looking to do that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see which of these teams, the Padres among them, is going to be able to just not, I don't know, shy away from that shiny object and realize that what you have may not be that bad, that the grass isn't necessarily going to be greener, Tony. Yeah, you know, it's tough to really kind of dissect what everybody else is going to do. It sounds like the Mets, based off of what Max Scherzer said, yeah, right. they're not they're not going to be doing anything um, out of the ordinary. They're, they'll probably stand pat. Um, who was the other team you mentioned? Uh, Yankees, struggling. Cardinals. The Yankees are tied up for with, with some deals. I don't know what's coming off their books. I can't. I think they signed a bunch of dudes last year. DJ LeMayhew, I think. Aaron Judge. On contract, Aaron Judge, obviously. So, listen, I think a lot of those teams are kind of in the same boat. Um, they maybe are looking to add on the fringes. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, you know, the every every time somebody – you know, a team doesn't live up to expectations. And we talked about this at the beginning of the year, right? This would be the first year where they would have serious, like, expectations. How, like, where it, it was expected. Like, going into 2022, right, it still was pretty a consensus that the Dodgers were, you know, the team to beat still, but the Padres were right there at their heels, right? This year, it was pretty most part everybody thought the Padres were the team to beat in the division. You yeah. that up and down. And... The expectation was just was as so, and you know they didn't, they weren't able to to live up to it this year. So, because of that, there's going to be all of what we just talked about in terms of um, wanting change, knee jerk reaction, wanting to to blow it up, whatever it may be. But that's not always the answer. Well, we will uh, start uh, getting answers uh, as this thing goes along. Uh, Darvish is the first chip to fall today going on the injured list. Matt Carpenter's in the lineup tonight. I don't know if that's uh, a sign of anything, but uh, anyway. The I think pod- it may be a sign of something. Chris. You think it's a sign of something? Yeah, I, I okay, I he do. hasn't been in the lineup for, for ages, obviously. Um, anyway, Padres and Cardinals still got 31 games left to play. Might as well try to win a bunch of them. And see if you can't make something of this season. Uh, you'd have to go 20-11 and 11 now in the final 31 games just to finish 500. It's incredible that we're saying that at this point. But uh, we got to try to shake it off and uh, see where we can go from here. Uh, I will remind everybody that the 1996 Padres won a division. The 1997 Padres finished last. And the 1998 Padres wound up back in the World Series pretty much the same team all three years so i think in my mind you use that as a guide and you hope that that is the case moving forward Uh, we're going to move forward with a short show today just 90 minutes before the uh, padres and cardinals get underway got a big five for you daily gambit which i'm not looking forward to at all uh we'll explain coming up at the top of the hour and maybe more important than all of it this morning was the odyssey fantasy football league draft we will tell you how it all turned out scraby's got another loaded team that he'll mess up okay and uh (laughs) tony did a great job as a commissioner and chris got his draft in we all did our draft this morning so we're all talking about our fantasy football teams we'll share some of that when we come back as gwen and chris gets underway for a uh, rather unhappy padre monday on san diego's number one sports talk station 97.3 the fan this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 221 is the time. Uh, we got a big five coming up at the bottom of the hour. Tony is uh, running around in St. Louis. He'll be back with us for that to big five uh, this morning. We were all very busy, Scraby. It was our fantasy football league draft, and uh, I know that that doesn't interest everybody out there, but it seems to interest a lot of people who listen to this show. Oh, they they just love our trash talk. They want to know how we did, who we drafted, who ended up with who. Uh, As I've said in the past, there's no way Scraby can mess up because he gets Jamar Chase as a keeper from the eighth round. Yes, Chris. that's that's unbelievable. This is the last year you're going to have that advantage. But with that, you uh, you ended up getting Travis Kelsey with the final pick of the first round. It's pretty surprised that he came all the way down. He came all the way down to the final pick of the first round. So you have a receiving core of Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's going to be tough to beat you, especially with Lamar Jackson as your quarterback. Just wait. I'll lose. You'll find a way. Uh, where, where you may run into some trouble is with the running back position. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I went into it once Travis Kelsey came to me, and then I had the back-to-back pick. I thought, i got to go heavy pass catcher and forget about the running back. You did. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. Together <laughs> they should be very good, yes. but you're only going to be able to play one of them at a time. And then DeAndre Swift is always a question mark, although he starts this year for the Eagles ahead of Rashad Penny. I have Rashad Penny on my bench. I'm hoping that uh, the old Aztec beats him out. So that's your ball club. Yeah. Tony ended up with a, Tony's buying the Kool-Aid. He must be watching this hard knocks because he's going to put it all on Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Got him in like the 12th round. He didn't take a quarterback until then. The rest of Tony's team, Josh Jacobs. Cam Akers at the running back. He's got Devontae Adams with Josh Jacobs. I don't think that's a big deal. You don't mind that? No. I'm not a fan of having two, one running back, one wide receiver on the same team. Unless that team is like a historic offensive team. And I don't know if the I, I Raiders do, will be I do that. get it. I do get it. Yeah. Uh, I asked him about it. He said uh, when Josh Jacobs is, when his turn came, Josh Jacobs was there. He's like, I didn't think I'd get that good of a running back. Yeah, that, that, I had I mean, to he take should him. have picked him. He did. Uh, so he's got Garrett Wilson was his keeper. Oh, that See, that's an even better keeper than mine. 
Why? Jamar Chase is the number two rated right, player overall in the you're entire right, right. league. That was a dumb statement. It was, yeah. Dumb yeah, statement. What else was new? <laughs> hey. uh, so that's uh, Tony's got the Jets defense. He's got one of my favorite kickers, Young Way Koo. Oh, he's good, too. And, I'll and tell the you, Falcons kick a lot of field goals. And I'll tell you what else uh, Tony got, which this was a pretty uh, astute draft choice, I think. Hmm. His first running back off the bench right now is Jonathan Taylor. That's a guy I saw coming towards like me, no? and I was like, I need him if I'm going to get him in the end of the third round. Yeah. So, Tony, uh, that's Tony's club. Here's my team. Uh, Joe Burrow is my keeper from the seventh round, so that helped. I didn't have to draft a quarterback. I have Ramonde Stevenson and like J.K. That. Dobbins. I don't like that. Don't like him. He gets hurt. He'll probably get hurt warming up for the game Next Sunday. He has an issue with his contract already, but he's only played like 30-something percent of the games. I know. He's he's just an injury waiting to happen. If he doesn't get hurt, he's pretty good. He's really good. Ramondre Stevenson, I'm worried that every time they get to the goal line, they'll bring Ezekiel Elliott in for the touchdown. I had Ramondre Stevenson in the league last year, and I watched him very closely, and he's a hard runner. Yeah, he is. So I don't know that Zeke's going to steal every one of them. Yeah, I like my receivers. I got Stephon Diggs. I'm on Ross St. Brown and George Kittle. So I think I'm good there. Kittle, man. I got George Kittle. I got your guy. I'm hoping the 49ers will uh, spot the wide. The, They're going to have to do something because they traded Trey Lance and everything is in flux now. 49ers uh, season is going to go right down the tubes after that Trey Lance debacle. Yeah, I don't, I don't really yeah. care anymore. Anyway, that's what we have. And uh, we'll be talking uh, from time to time about our fantasy teams. But we did have some fun with that. I had fun on Saturday night. I went to Snapdragon Stadium. Is this the first time you've seen an actual first game? First time I've seen a game at Snapdragon Stadium. I did not get to see a game there last year. I did go to Snapdragon for the celebration that they had for the men's basketball team. So that was the first time I'd ever been there. But this is the first time you're right, Scrape. I'd ever seen a game there. And I, I, it has to be said, the crowd was a disappointment. The crowd's just a disappointment. I, I don't know surprised. why you people won't go see an Aztec football game. I understand that, you know, they were apparently this close to being in the Pac-12. Bryce Miller wrote his column yesterday that on August 3rd this year, that's only three weeks ago or three and a half weeks ago, in his column he said that on August 3rd, the Aztecs and the Pac-12 agreed. Mm. The Aztecs were going to take Colorado's spot in the Pac-12. And then on August 4th, Oregon and Washington jumped out. And so the Aztecs came that close to being a member of the Pac-12. It it amazes me that a conference could fall apart in one day. So quickly. In one day. It just came down like a house of cards. So that's how close the Aztecs are. But it wasn't the Aztecs' fault that that happened. It was through no fault of their own. They got themselves in the perfect position. Uh, This promised to be a pretty good game for opening day. I understand some people complain and say the Aztecs don't have a high-powered offense. I don't really get that. Like, do you have to see 45 points to go to a football game? Do you have to, have to? I mean, the no. Aztecs offense will get better. Ryan Lindley, you know, is going to bring it along. And uh, they played pretty well. Jalen Maiden uh, did a good job taking care of the football the other night. No, no interceptions. No turnovers from him. A couple of good touchdown drives. And uh, the defense played great. Got three picks. And they won the game over Ohio 20-13. to I... I just don't understand why people won't go to an Aztec football game. I don't get it. It's a new stadium. It's a wonderful experience, and yet you won't go. I I, I don't know what else. you can get a great seat. 
It's not like you can't. I mean, you can get a great ticket. You can see wherever you are in the stadium. I do want to give a thumbs up to any students that might be listening. The student section was packed, lit. Lit. You yeah. said lit. I did. I Man, did. you I'm, know it was good if it, if it Chris was, is if lit. If I said it was lit, you know it was lit. Yeah, the student section was great. I mean, they were filled up. They were in there before the game. They were screaming and yelling, going crazy. But the rest of the crowd was just not there. And I just, I don't get it. I, I, I don't, I didn't expect there to be 40,000 and people spilling out of the stadium. But I expected a better turnout than that. And I, I feel bad for the Aztecs in the sense that they did everything they could this offseason to get themselves in a you know power conference. And they were there. But they couldn't control what happened with Oregon and Washington and ultimately Utah and the Arizona schools and everybody jumping out. So it wasn't because of San Diego State, was it? They were no. like, no, we can't have these people in our, <laughs> yes. in our conference. We're San Diego out. State's coming in. We're going to jump out. No, I don't think that has anything to as do a, with it. But. As a guy who's been pretty um, lukewarm on the Aztecs football team, I was pretty impressed by you what I saw on Saturday. Right? I did. The defense made a couple stops that they absolutely needed to make. The offense, you, you, you look at fourth quarter scoring, the Aztecs scored 10, the Ohio scored 7. So... I, I see that as a pretty good win for well, the Aztecs. Well, the other thing was is the um, the Aztecs were ahead twenty to six with yes, about they three were. four minutes to go, and uh, the kid from uh, Cathedral Catholic High School, the freshman safety, picked one off at the goal line and ran a hundred yards for a touchdown, and they called it back on a I got to say an iffy roughing the passer call. Yeah, I mean in this day and age, yeah. in this day and age, everything's roughing the passer, so it I'm is. not going to whine but that's too a huge much. Game changing. That's play. a huge play. The Aztecs either win twenty seven to six, or Ohio keeps the ball and they score a late touchdown. So anyway, kudos to the Aztecs and Brady Hoke. They got the win. That's what I'm interested in. Apparently, all you want better style points. And if so, like if the Aztecs start scoring forty five points a game, then will you go? Just keep winning. Yeah, that's all you keep, need to that's do. That's what I say. Keep winning, and uh, hopefully more people will get into it. But I had a great time at Snapdragon Stadium. We'll take a break, come back. Big Five, Tony returns. St. Louis, we'll talk about this uh, sad Padre season. What is going to be the number one storyline of the off season? Hate to say it's time to start looking ahead now. We'll discuss it in the Big Five when Gwen and Chris continues. Our short show today will be on for about another hour. Then Sam Levitt takes over with the Padre pregame show. This hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by BalancePro.org. Are you a senior and a homeowner who is struggling with day-to-day expenses? Balance offers reverse mortgage counseling, a loan that enables you to withdraw a portion of your home's equity for expenses. Learn more and visit BalancePro.org. Call one 888 Two seven, Gwen and Chris Crisello here in San Diego at the Odyssey Palace Studios. Tony Gwynn Jr. in St. Louis with the Padres, who play the Cardinals tonight. And time now for a Big Five. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. 
the one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Well, now that we have our Intercom Odyssey, or Intercom Odyssey, it's Intercom's finest, but it's the Odyssey League that we play in for fantasy football. That was a weird way to start. But the reason I said that is because I have to read this, and I was trying to make a cool transition, but it didn't work. No, it did not. The Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast brings you the latest news and player insights to help you win and avoid any embarrassing league punishments. In-depth analysis, start-sit questions, and everything you need for your fantasy team. Download Upper Hand Fantasy on the Free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, download 12 games in October, NLCS Game 4 out tomorrow. I'm almost done. Two more episodes to go. Hey, Tony, uh, speaking of uh, Fantasy League punishments, any chance you can get Scraby the job as Bat Boy for a spring training game next year since we know he'll be last? (laughs) I don't know if I'll be. And last. I thought that was the best punishment I saw. Was uh, Dad, Dave? I would love to do that. I you would love to one. do that. I would just love to see you do that. Honestly, I would crack up beyond control. What was it the one be, you saw? It, Dave it Fleming, be, the giant. It, no. Oh, you had a better one, Tony. I, well, it's it's just easier to to do. You know, I, you don't have to get Major League Baseball's clearance to know yeah. how to do it. <laughs> um, I saw one where it was it was uh, some kids at school. They had to wear like yoga pants. Like the tight joints to school the following day. Okay, if you made Scraby do that, that would be a punishment for me because I'd have to look at it. Actually, yoga pants wouldn't be so bad. It's the only thing that would be like actually doable and embarrassing. Like it would try to prevent you from finishing last the next year for sure. Yeah, that would be pretty embarrassing, but I I, I wouldn't want to see Scraby in that. Um, I would rather wear, wear yoga pants than like wear something tight up top, you know. Well, we could uh, stuff sausage. Remember, we could we could actually we could actually do the yoga pants and then root for Lori to finish last, and it would look pretty good. <laughs> but then you you were the only one who can enjoy. It. I would be the only one who benefited from that. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm glad that my friends' league that we had used to have punishments. We've all realized that we we're too far in life to have our faces no more punishments everywhere. You, huh? right. Yeah, we just plan parties now. Okay. All right, let's get into Number depression. Five. Yeah, this is no party. It feels like rock bottom for the Padres for the 10th time this season after they got swept by the Brewers over the weekend. And I think it's time to start talking about next year for real, for real. Chris, what is the biggest offseason story for the Padres in your mind? Biggest offseason story obviously is going to be what happens with the manager. And uh, if anything were to happen with the general manager, those would be the two biggest stories. But in my mind... The biggest thing for the Padres this offseason, and this is the word that I'm going to preach, and I know it doesn't sound very good right now, being as they are where they are, but I'm going to preach restraint. Mm. That is going to be my big word for this offseason, restraint. Because I think right now the feeling is you got to blow everything up, you got to end everybody's contract, you got to build it from the ground up. And I just think this was a really bad year. I, I do. I, I don't think you've got to rebuild this entire team. You've got to do a better job around the edges. The supporting cast needs to be better next year than it was this year. But, you know, hopefully Joe Musgrove doesn't drop a bell on his toe to begin the year. <laughs> Seriously. You know, hopefully not everybody has to run out and go to the World Baseball Classic. I mean, it just never got, got going this year. And... But I think this is still the makings of a pretty good franchise. So restraint is going to be my key word. 
Tony, what is your biggest offseason story for the Padres? Well said, partner. I think uh, I think restraint is the is the word. Um, ultimately, the knee jerk reaction is to have a bunch of change and you know you know move pieces around. I mean, you're not you're not the reality is you're not moving from anybody's contract. Like the guys you've signed up, you've signed up. You're not going to be able to move without consequence, right? Major consequence in some. Yeah, they didn't some. perform up to their contracts, so you're not going to trade them for their value. Right. And, and I think that's, you know, the important thing to remember is, you know, does anybody think this is the new normal for Fernando, for Manny, for Bogarts, for um, Soto? For Mrs. Soto? Like, is, is this the new normal? I don't think so. It, it's very possible, uh, likely, actually, that this is this is a one-off. They had a they had they didn't have the years that they're accustomed to having, and it's not just them. It's really everybody across the board, uh, not named Ha Sung Kim. And so, um, I, I think restraint is the the proper word to describe the off the off season that could be uh, for the Padres. Yes, sir. It's very sad. Scraby doesn't. Uh, you don't like this word. I know that. That's what? not a word that you're good at. What? Restraint. Restraint. Oh, you, and the, no. you and the listeners, I, I'm sure, want what would rather hear no, two no, words, no. and that would be blow up. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I want exactly what you guys want. I think this team is going to come back next year and be the team that we thought they were going to be this year. It just sometimes takes teams a year or two. Hopefully not two, but C, definitely a year. C 1997 for reference. Yeah, C 1997 for reference, people. Number four. I know, Chris. They made the playoffs the next year. Or they made the World Series yes, the next year. Yes, they did. Uh, all right. One of my mm, not-so-favorite people in the NFL, Kelly Stafford, is in the news for something. Kelly Stafford? Matthew Stafford's wife. Ah, okay. Uh, well, Matthew Stafford's healthy and looking to have a much better year than this year than last year. At least Kelly Stafford didn't let somebody fall off a cliff at the rally and not react. I knew that was going to be brought up. <laughs> although, you told me that Matthew's, although you told me that Matthew Stafford asked her about it, and she said, just let it go. So you blamed her for that, too. Um... I actually took the turn on Kelly Stafford here, but then I took the turn back with this oh. story. His wife, Kelly, said on her podcast, Morning After, and I'm sorry that I didn't sift through all 50 minutes of Kelly Stafford to find this quote, but she said Matthew can't connect to the younger players. Quote, but he's like, I feel like I can't connect because in the old days, you'd come out of practice, you'd shower, people would be playing cards, people would be interacting. Who knows what they're doing, but they're doing something together. They're playing ping pong. They have a tournament going on. They're at least talking. He said now they get done with practice, get done with meetings during training camp. They go straight to their phones like no one looks up from their phones, end quote. Uh, apparently, Matthew Stafford even tasked a Rams person to make a book with faces and names so he could learn the team, she said. Uh-huh. Um, Tony, is this something you would want out there if you are Matthew Stafford? And there was a lot more that came out, but this was the main focus. Was there was a lot more, wasn't there, Scravy? Right, yeah, you're going to have to watch TMZ for the rest <laughs> of it, Tony. <laughs> um, is this that question? Is, is this something you went out there? Probably not. This is uh, 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 a case of pillow talk going wrong. Uh, you pillow know, talk, you, wow. Yeah, I mean, Very good. You, laying in, you're laying in the bed with your wife, you, you guys know, are winding Kelly. down. I can't I connect, can't with, these connect kids. with these young yeah. kids. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not 
not anything harmful. You're just kind of expressing it, and then all you know, your wife accidentally—I don't know if it's accident or not—but speaks on it into a publication, and it gets written about, and and now you have uh, probably a, a bigger issue, or at least an issue you'll have to confront. Now, you know, if you if you didn't feel like you could connect with them, and you weren't actually having the conversations with them, well, you're probably going to be forced <laughs> to have the conversation now and uh you hope something positive comes out of it but for the immediate future it's going to be some uh, discomfort for sure chris yeah i gotta be honest with you all player wives that includes everybody gotta just be quiet on their podcast about their husband's dirty laundry and in this case <laughs> i don't know that it's necessary like you said tony it's not really dirty laundry right this is probably something that just he was kicking around with her uh, you, you can't air this stuff because it never comes out looking right. It comes out looking like Matthew Stafford. No matter Stafford's, what the intentions are, right? That's right. It already looks like Matthew Stafford's defending himself against a bad season and, and blaming it on all of the young players who aren't, you know, uh, who aren't, uh, you know, locked into what the Rams are trying to do. Look, Matthew Stafford and the Rams and Sean McVay. They made a deal with the devil. I know. A couple of years ago. Everybody's crying, and they they got their Super Bowl. They got their Super Bowl. Now they are going to suffer for a year or two, and uh, this is another year of suffering coming up. I mean, they spent everything they owned to win their Super Bowl, and they got it. So, you know, enjoy your ring and, um, you know, go out there and play as as good a football as you can. But, yeah, wives, this is a a good tale to tell your wife if you are an athlete. Just tell her, look, if you're going to podcast this stuff, I'm going to look this way, and that's no good. Even though I agree with him of the kids going straight to their phones, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that out there. I wouldn't want it out there. Yeah, it is, it's not to say that you know wives can't say it, but just understand that this is going – as long as you're cool with dealing with this part that comes after it, then you know if, if you're cool with dealing with it, your husband's cool, have at it. You know, It's, it's your prerogative. But if you're not – you know, this is just something to be leery of. Just Google Matthew Stafford, and every single article will be pointing to this and story. And it's going to look bad for Matthew And it's Stafford. the number one story on ESPN.com right now. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it doesn't look good. For the Cleveland Guardians, six starts of Noah Syndergaard was enough. Last night, the Guardians designated Syndergaard for assignment hours after he gave up five runs, including three home runs and six innings and an extra innings win over the Blue Jays. Syndergaard had a 5.4 ERA and 33 and a third innings with Cleveland. He said last month, or earlier this month, quote, it just feels like I'm pitching on ice skates. I feel like every time I try to use my legs, they slip out from underneath me, end quote. Sounds like a hard way to pitch. Chris, yeah. how will a guy once nicknamed Thor be remembered? Uh, as a as a kind of a whiny complainer, I have to <laughs> hate to tell you. I did not expect this. A, a whiny complainer. I mean, after all, when he left the uh, Dodgers, it was all because of all of the coaches they had. Remember, mm, everybody remember was that. telling him something different, and they were filling his head with a bunch of thoughts. Too many and cooks he, in the kitchen. I believe he couldn't he couldn't think clearly, and he just needed to get out from under that. And he finally got to Cleveland, where life was going to be great. And guess what? It wasn't. I. It's you know it's a it's a cautionary tale of, of what can happen to a big league pitcher that gets off to a great start in their career and then suffers injuries. That's that's the bottom line here. I mean, you know, if you suffer a bunch of injuries and you're out for quite a while, it's hard to get that back. And uh, Noah Syndergaard is a prime example of that. Tony, how will a guy once nicknamed Thor be remembered? Uh, as someone that never reached their full potential 
Um, and a lot of it mostly due to injury. I mean, what Chris has said, what Chris said is not wrong. He did say right after the last day in L.A. that he felt basically like too many people were giving him too much instruction. And yeah, he, you know, and, and so you fast forward six starts later, the team has come to the same conclusion that the um, Dodgers that the, that the Dodgers did, and so. Um, I don't think his career is over. Uh, quite frankly, he'll, he'll. I think he'll figure it out, and I don't know if he'll get to the level that he had once got to. But I could see him, you know, coming back and being a, a, a serviceable right-handed pitcher. Maybe a long reliever somewhere. His days as an all-star the- seem like they're over, though. I hate to say. Oh, all right. Yeah, Tony, yeah. you still there? Yeah. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. I, I just said uh, that was a that was the mic drop comment right there. I guess there. so. I guess so. <laughs> Let me say it. You mean you took the words right out of all of our mouths. There you go. Yeah. No, he didn't take the words out of my mouth, but no. that's there you know, he those are the words. He dropped the mic. Boom. Dropped the mic. <laughs> ball game. Alabama ball game. Alabama gets their season started this weekend, and Chris's favorite head college football coach, Nick Saban, said he is not gonna be releasing a depth chart in any way. He apologized for not releasing a depth chart, but he said that players know who should start and who shouldn't. Asked whether he had an expectation to play one or multiple quarterbacks against Middle Tennessee, Saban shot back, I don't have any expectation. So people think this is mainly him Did just trying to back? be mysterious. Is that a shot back? No. He said, I don't, he have, said I don't have any, expe- they're any like, expectation. They're like, uh, Mr. Saban, missions to playing one or multiple quarterbacks against Middle Tennessee. I don't have any expectations. I see. Wow. Ooh, boy. That was a shot back. <laughs> and he was also apparently a prospector back in the gold rush days. But, <laughs> um, I think Tony's on first. Is this Nick Saban trying to be mysterious? Or is this a good way to handle things? I think when you've had the level of success that Nick Saban has had, you have to find creative ways to motivate your players. And so him not putting a depth chart out means his players don't get to go, oh, I'm this, I'm, I'm here, or this person's there. They just got to go out and play. And so uh, I assume that th- that's where this is coming from. I, I, I doubt that. He really didn't have time to do it. I, I'm sure he wouldn't be the one that's actually, you know, doing it in the first place. He just kind of gives a direction. Somebody puts it on paper or a chart or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, no, I just think this is probably a way for him to find some edge uh, into motivating his guys as they go into a new season. Good point, good point. Chris, uh, your favorite college football coach, what do you think he's trying to do here? This is why I like him. Uh, he does. He comes <laughs> this up with, is why I like him. No, I, I, don't, I don't mind this. I, I really don't. I think this is a really smart move. Um, I wanted know. to congratulate my favorite college football coach, <laughs> Nick Saban. That's right. I do want to congratulate him on this. This is a solid move, and I think Tony hit it on the head. He's finding a creative way to keep his players motivated. How in the world is he supposed to motivate them to play Middle Tennessee anyway? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, right. come on. Right. I, I, the fact that they're playing Middle Tennessee is what you ought to be asking him about and, and, and questioning him and trying to pin him down about. Why in the world are you wasting everybody's time with this game? But if this is the game, yeah. I mean, guys are still fighting for positions at Alabama. This is being used as a preseason type game for them. He's going to let everybody play, and he's going to, you know, use the best guys going forward for when he plays, you know, LSU and, you know, down the line, Tennessee and Florida and the rest of these guys. So, 
I, I, I think this is a good creative thing to do. The too deep depth chart is something that the media has, yeah, you love. know, basically fallen in love with, and they have to have one. Well, guess what? No, you don't. No, you don't. I, you know, I mean, you, you can figure out. I mean, I'll give you a roster. You'll be able to see who the players are. But uh, I, I don't have a problem with this one. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm pro Nick Saban on this move. I'm wow. not pro him playing Middle Tennessee, though. I hate that. <laughs> are, are they the Raiders? Middle Tennessee Raiders? Blue the, Raiders? The Blue Raiders. I think they beat the Aztecs in a bowl game last ah, year. If maybe I'm not they mistaken. did. Maybe yeah. they did. Yeah. One. All right. I saw this article earlier, and Mike Trout, we all know, is on the IL again. He has now played in just 56% of his games since 2020. Not going to hold that against him. Many think, though, he's going to be the best player. Chris and I kind of talked about this last week. Many think he's going to be the best player to never really ever play in a postseason because currently he's played three postseason games and he's lost all three. So, Chris, if does... you guys are playing that game at home, you'd have to drink right now. Oh, <laughs> because of the beeps? <laughs> yes, the dings are now a drinking game. I'm not kidding. So, uh, yes, everybody take a shot of water right now. Take a shot of water because you're probably at work or coming home It's not home a bad day to take a shot of water. No, it's hot way. here. It's like yes. 95 when I pulled yeah, up. Yeah, you guys got a little heat wave popping down there. Uh, what's yeah. I feel like we're in St. Louis right seriously, now. Seriously. But, Chris, does he need to leave the Angels to realize postseason dreams? Does he need to leave the Angels? You know, probably. I mean, the Angels seem a bit cursed right now. Uh, you know, I, I really was... I, I, I'm a little troubled by all of the criticism that the Angels have gotten since the trade deadline. Troubled? Yeah, they. I'm troubled by it because they did... Uh, to me, everything that they should have done. They went out and they added players. They added C.J. Crone. They added Randall Gritchick. They added Mike Moustakis. They tried to give uh, Trout and Otani some support. Trout came back. He got hurt right away. Otani's now hurt. Did they get Giolito? Uh, they got Giolito. Thank you, Scraby. I mean, I, I thought they did all the right things. It's not their fault that the guys went out and went 6-17, and 17, and then everybody got hurt, and they fell out of contention. I, I, I don't understand blaming the organization for, for trying to win, and now everybody's saying, you know, not trading Otani was a catastrophic mistake. Well, I guess it would have been had they been able to look into the uh, – into the future and see that he wasn't going to be able to pitch for a year and a half, but there's no way they knew that. So um, I, I don't know. I, it, Trout, it's a shame. I mean, he's played in three more playoff games than Ernie Banks got to play in, but it, it's, uh, it, it is. It's something that's going to definitely be on his resume. Tony, does he, uh, Mike Trout need to leave the Angels to realize postseason dreams? I'm going to first. Uh, does he, does he, to answer that question, yes, he does probably need to leave in order to. Realize what was the word? Postseason dreams. Postseason dreams. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, but however, I, I do play devil's advocate. How, how would the folks of San Diego feel if somebody was telling Tony Gwynn that he needed to just bounce? And aside from his son, who did tell him that, how, how would they feel about? <laughs> Good thing we uh, didn't know that you were yeah, telling him yeah. that. By the way, <laughs> uh, how would they feel if? That you know, if that was the situation put in front of him at that point. Now, obviously, we know he would have said no. No, we know now, but it's kind of the same thing. I mean, there are uh, probably a large amount of kids uh, who are growing up Angel fans who have grown up Angel fans um, and who would never can imagine what it would be like to not have a guy like that in their organization. Um, I don't know. That's. I think to answer your question, yes. Ultimately, he does have to probably leave. 
um, because it's going to be the next step from here is probably a re- rebuild, and that's going to take even, you know, who knows how long that's going to take. Anywhere but the Phillies or the Dodgers, please, for the love of No, You everything. don't get to pick now. Anyone but Scraby's the Phillies picking. or the Dodgers. <laughs> I want to send him to somewhere like um, Kansas, Kansas City? City. That's exactly where I was thinking. Go there and lead the charge. He might as well just stay in Anaheim. If that's Not the case, well, yeah, it's less point. taxes. He could buy a bigger house. Yeah, so I, guess that's, I guess that's true. In I don't think barbecue. he wants to go to Kansas City. Though. I In the barbecue, he'll just become really, he'll become plump <laughs> trout. <laughs> All right. Uh, different time for Big Five today. So if you like what you heard here, you can always listen to it at 435, 440 during the regular show. But up next, Daily Gambit. Did Chris beat me in the bets? No, he didn't. Did Chris even win a game? I don't know, but I don't think so. That's up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 